if you go in, you will um, be kind of warned by whatever is in there. Uh, it will growl at you uh. right next to your ear uh. where you'll feel it no. breathing on you. It just kept getting worse. Wait, Did you that? see that? <gasps> what? Yeah. What is this? What? Oh my gosh, what's going on? No, no. This is the part that's scary because nothing's happening. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Shut up. Oh my gosh. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! That was scary. That was scary. It's time for girls and ghouls. Okay, let's talk about it. Record. Yes. Yes. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome back to Girls and Ghouls. I'm so I'm excited today. Why are you so excited today? I'm excited today. It's a good day. It's a good day. We're recording two episodes, as we do. Yes. And yes. our second one is our Halloween special. Yes. And we're so excited about the Halloween special. And I'm if so you're excited. listening to this, like, when it comes out, Halloween is like four days away. Yeah. It's like coming. It's next week. It's coming. We're so what are your What are your kids dressing up as? Um... My oldest is Harry Potter. Cool. Or a Gryffindor. I'm sorry. I have been corrected on this. Oh. A thousand times. I'm not Harry Potter, Mom. I am me going to Hogwarts. Oh. Like, oh, okay. Okay, great. You're a Hogwarts student. My middle <laughs> child is Troll Hunter, which apparently is a big thing on Netflix. Like, I don't know. All I know is that he's got a nice, like, shiny suit and a sword that lights up. And he, like... Fun. And Gideon is going to be... The Iron Spider. I don't know what that is either. I have to admit, I didn't know Spider-Man came in an iron form, but it's oh. Spider-Man iron form. I'm just disappointed because his original thought was to be the Grim Reaper, and wouldn't he be the most adorable Grim Reaper? Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. I am still, like, I'm wondering how much money I'll have to pay him to be Grim Reaper instead. Because I Seriously, think that would be Seriously, you need to work on that because so tiny, tiny, tiny little Ginger Gideon. As Grim Reaper. As the Grim Reaper. Isn't that adorable? Oh my God, I'm dying over it. I'm like, please, please, that please. That would be amazing. Grim Reaper, please. But he's like, nah, I'm going to step her. Look at a cool mask. I'm like, yeah, I know. Great. <laughs> but look at Grim Reaper. You have a black robe. That's Whatever. awesome. That would be so cute. <laughs> I'm dying. <clears throat> so cute. So, yes, the children are stoked. We've got two Halloween parades in the next five days. Nice. And then... And then next Thursday is your favorite day. (laughs) That's right. I have money put aside. I will be there at Target at 8 a.m. when they open. Y'all just better watch out. Like, if there's going to be... If you are in my area and you end up at Target, don't expect any candy to be left. It's not (laughs) happening. It is mine. What do you buy? Like, Everything. what's your, I know Reese's. Reese's, they get but what else do you buy? Bought out. Um, I buy the, like, mixes with, like, the Twix and the Snickers and, like, all the good mm, candy bars. Mm-hmm. 
And <clears throat> don't judge me. I buy all the Halloween peeps that are left over. <laughs> <laughs> and they're my favorite things ever. So, which is funny because I didn't used to like them at all. And now it's like really? my favorite thing. Yeah. I love peeps. I didn't used to like them. They used to be like too sweet for me or something. See, I've always been a marshmallow fan. I love marshmallows. Mm. Mm. Like the Savannah Candy Company Mm -hmm. on River Street when I was a kid. My mom would go straight for the pralines. I would go straight for the chocolate-covered marshmallows on a stick. Oh, yes. Those are good. Mm -hmm. Remember that big one I got when I was in Pennsylvania? Yes. Like a ginormous marshmallow (laughs) covered in chocolate and sprinkles. I don't know if I've ever been so happy in my whole life. It is, it is a glorious invention. It truly yeah. is. Oh, and I do, just because I can't, because I don't share that candy. I hide those candies <laughs> in like a wheat bran box and then the children don't nice. know. Nice. I do get a bag of, <laughs> of the crappy like kitty mix stuff because the kids <laughs> like that stuff. And you're like, here, you can have that. <laughs> you have this. They like that stuff. I don't know why. I don't either. Um, but they, they love it, so I get those. And I do get the... Target always has those, like, Halloween-themed, like, snack things. It's, like, gummies and, mm-hmm. like, popcorn. Goldfish, too. Yeah, and goldfish. Like that, and yeah. then the day after Halloween, they're on, like, super sale. And it's the same frickin' snack. Yeah. Just way cheaper. So, moms, there's your tip for the week, or parents' tip for the week. Yeah. Go buy snacks. Go buy the Halloween-themed stuff after Halloween. Save yourself yeah. some money. Yeah, it's what we do. And you know what you can do with that money? You can buy a Girls and Ghouls t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> you can buy a Girls and Ghouls t-shirt. And by the time this goes live, the merch shop will be open. Awesome. Officially. Officially. It's taking I have to explain, explain my, my ensemble to the listeners. Ensemble. Since they can't, yes, since they can't see it. I'm wearing our sweet pearl t-shirt. It's black and it's got our cute little pearl with her pink bow. And then I'm wearing red fleece Christmas pajama bottoms. That's right. <laughs> it's covered in dogs in their Christmas sweaters and Christmas hats. And then on my feet, I'm wearing my ghosty socks that I got in the dollar bin at Target. And they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. She's they had so a ton of Halloween socks in the dollar bin, and I almost bought several pairs. But oh my gosh. I was like, I don't want some that are only Halloweenish though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want some I can wear year round, so I got the ghosties. Perfect. I love it's it. on brand. It's it is. I mean it was a business expense. It really was. You have to write <laughs> right off. off that dollar. <laughs> right off that dollar. Those socks. That's what yeah, we did. So I'm I'm rocking it today. I've got all the hol- holidays covered. I am the ones that matter anyway. Yeah, the one the the important ones. Yeah. yeah. I'm currently dressed like a hobo, and I'm okay with that. I'm wearing my husband's PJ pants, a tank top, and my sweater, like a cardigan. <laughs> it was just like all the warmest stuff that was right in front of me, and I was like, it's so cold, because it was like 30 degrees this morning. Yeah, it's finally gotten cold here, finally. Like, we've had 40-something degrees. degrees. The last several mornings, which is really nice. nice. I'm telling you, Georgia's on crack because it literally, like, this past weekend, it was still in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Mother Nature was like, oh, somebody forgot to flip the switch to make it Oops. fall. So she just went and flipped a switch, and then it's been cold ever since. That's what happened here. It's it literally, like there's no in between. Thing. No, there was no gradual transition into coldness here. Mm-mm. And I've been laughing about it because I was like, 
oh, I don't need to get all the, the cold weather stuff out yet. It's 95 degrees today. And then literally the next day, it was 40 degrees. And I went, wait, what? And we had hail. <laughs> We've already had hail in certain parts of the area. That's crazy. Lidditz didn't get it because Lidditz doesn't get anything. Roxanna said, sent me a picture where they got snow. What's happening? Uh, yeah, no, I've seen that. And people out in Michigan are getting like tons of snow. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What it's is going insane. on? Y'all keep that crap up there. Keep Don't send there. it down here. I hate cold yeah. weather. I'm I'm enjoying this. Like yeah. right now, this is like really nice because it's crisp. Oh, where it's, I, it I can wear a light sweater and I'm fine. But I'm not freezing like to death day. with like snot sickles hanging out of my nose. <laughs> I don't like that cold. Anything below <laughs> like 45 as a high is just way too cold. Oh my gosh. Snot sickles. <laughs> Just, yeah, you know, like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Just picture them on the motorcycle. <laughs> Every time I think of that stuff like that, though, I think of that <clears throat> SpongeBob episode. Which where they one? go into Sandy's tree dome and it's snowing and Patrick's like, I'm so cold, I'm shivering. <laughs> and that's all he has to say. <laughs> that's what we do all uh, yeah. winter. So it was it was on the other podcast that we talked about SpongeBob, wasn't it? Probably. We have a sick obsession. We really do. Well, because it's sweater weather, <laughs> so sweater I've been singing weather. the sweater song. That's right. The best time to wear a striped sweater is all the time. <laughs> I love it. I think you have to record that as like your single. Yeah. You know, I'll drop it on iTunes. Drop it on iTunes. Make it like a really big deal. Speaking of dropping things and making a big deal about nothing. Oh, God. And I know this is our other podcast that we talk about this, but we're going to talk about it here, too. So, did you see Britney Spears' big announcement? No. Okay, so. How did I miss it? I don't know. I mean, she hyped it up. Her publicist needs punched in the face. So... Like, a week ago, there was this thing that came out from, uh, I guess it was on the Ellen show, that Britney Spears was making a major announcement. Tune in live at such and such time for a big announcement. Woo! And we're all excited. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, a new Britney album is dropping. Or something. Something's happening, right? Right. Everybody's counting down. It's on the homepage of YouTube repeatedly. Like, as the featured content. Like, this is coming. All these people wait. They show up to this live event. This live event is literally Britney walking out of a building, (laughs) down a red carpet, and getting into a car. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't get to talk to anybody. And then the end is her renewed Las Vegas residency. Oh. That was her. Yeah. And it was this, like, whole thing where it was like, Britney Spears, she has a major announcement. Stay tuned. Join us live. Blah, blah, blah. They have this, like, big red carpet event where they had, like, people, you know, like, talking and, like, there she is. There's Brittany coming down the carpet. There she is. She doesn't talk to anybody. She's in her car. Oh, it's just Las Vegas residency. That's all. Well, you know, we can celebrate a little bit because yesterday was the 20th anniversary of Britney's music first hitting the airwaves. Oh, yeah. So, Hit Me Baby One More Time came out a year, 20 years ago. 20 years! I feel so old. That makes me feel really, really old. 
really old. But I love you, Brittany. And now that she is taking her residency back in Vegas, you and I need to plan a trip to Vegas yep. to go see her. Because we said go. we would do that. Let's do it. I want to do it. Let's I love do it. Brittany. I We're love go me see some Brittany. Man. So, in other news, have you ever stumbled upon things that are disturbing while you're All trying to research? And then you're like, no, I can't do this story anymore. Oh, I haven't had one related to a story. I always get sucked in by those little ads at the bottom of the stories. They're like oh, yeah. these weird things. <laughs> yeah. Like, I found one recently. I can't remember what story I was researching, but one of the other, like, related stories mm-hmm. was a humanoid form found inside of a goat. <laughs> and there was a picture what? of it. What? It was so weird. It was like it had teeth and it had eyes. But it was like this big blob with two little arm stumps and two little leg stumps. And they said they found it inside of a goat. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Like, that's awesome. How does... I don't know. We're not going to talk about that. No. We're not going to talk about the science behind it. (laughs) That's so... As SpongeBob says, use your imagination. (laughs) Well, that's like the story I just read the other day that is unrelated to the one that I was about to tell you. About the guy who was killed in the Florida Zoo because he, and listen, like, I feel bad for his family, but he had this coming. He gets into the crocodile pit. Oh, God. And proceeds to engage in relations. No. With a freaking crocodile. <laughs> no. And another one, the surveillance, they were like, what happened? Why'd this dude get, like, eaten? You know, he's a zookeeper. How did he get eaten? And they go back and look at surveillance and they're like, uh oh. oh yeah, he yeah. was violating the crocodiles. Violating the crocodiles. And another one came up behind him while he was otherwise engaged. Mm-mm. And ate him. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay, I'm sorry, but that's deserving. I hate to be <laughs> ugly about that. people's deaths, but that's deserving. What, what kind of... <sighs> idiot is like that's you know, so what? gross and awful this is a good idea crocodiles man it's the thing about crocodiles like, <laughs> what the crap but no this isn't the story so i was researching a story that i'm not gonna do now about a hospital in uh maine and it's allegedly one of the like most terrifying hospitals in maine or some crap right right like they all say um so i'm researching and i'm like oh like, this place is legit spooky, okay? And I was going to continue doing the story until I found an article titled, Ghost Hunters Find Woman's Body at a Haunted Hospital. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. It's not Maine. It's, uh, is it Maine? No, I'm lying. It's Mississippi. I'm an idiot. One of those M states. It's one of those M states. <clears throat> um... Anyway, yeah, this ghost, like, the paranormal team, they go in. They're going to do all of these, you know, EVPs and, you know, the, are you there? And tap on the wall three times and all that crap. And they happen to stumble upon a the body of a 69-year-old woman who had been, like, bludgeoned to death. Oh, my God. And the whoever did it, and I didn't look any further, whoever did it, uh, they did, like, drug her body inside. 
and just kind of stowed her in a closet or something. That's awful. Isn't that awful? So, um, yeah. I'm not doing that story now. (laughs) Okay. Isn't that gross? That's terrible. That's the first time. That's the first time I've read any story that actually had, like, something bad happened after it was haunted by, like, a living person. You know, I, there was I some know. story that there was some place that that uh, paranormal lockdown team was investigating. Yeah, and they found human bones under the house. Oh my! Like God. during their investigation. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they no. were spread out all over the place. So it's like somebody had been dismembered and they buried the parts. Oh, gross! It's on the episode. Yeah, that's Pretty gross. Crazy. Speaking yep. of gross. Your your story last week. Oh, the murdery one. Yeah, yeah. everybody was awful was so happy about the oven story, wasn't it? It's it such was, a nice, clean oven. It's such a lovely oven, shining and new, perfect for Thanksgiving. All of your That's holiday right. needs. Just get a little of that spray cleaner. You're fine. That's right. Did it's you fine. see the comment that we had though? That she, the the listener was. Uh, yeah, she was eating. Eating when she was listening to it, and she was like, "I may or may not have been eating." Gross. While I heard the oven part. If you yep. haven't listened to that one, guys, go. Just consider yourself warned. It's pretty nasty. It's nasty. It's gross. Yeah. I don't like it. No. But gross. I have I have been forcing everybody I know that is an adult. To listen to, to to that story. I'm like, listen to this. You will love us. Why are you guys fighting? The cats are fighting. You hear Look them? at his tail swishing. Oliver's like, he's, he's like, revving up. Leave me out of this, man. What's wrong? Come here. Yes, I know. You're the innocent bystander. You had nothing to do with these heinous crimes. It's not like I'm talking to human children. I've lost it. I've officially lost it. I have to do that with my dogs. I swear it's like having three toddlers in the house. It legit is like having <clears throat> toddlers. Especially when I take them outside, because I spend the entire time we're in the front yard going, no, don't lick that. No, don't pick that up. Don't eat things <laughs> off the floor. Stop smelling poop. Don't do that. It's like, seriously. <laughs> That's definitely me with my cats. Yeah. Like, for real. All day. It's like, stop picking on each other. Leave each other alone. Yeah. These are stop. Don't smell each other's butts. Yes. Measer, get off it's the gross. tanks. Yeah. Measer, get off, off the table. Seriously. Measer, get off the refrigerator. And I'm wrangling because when they yeah. go out the front door, they go in three different directions. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, no, okay, hold on. Savannah's really the only one I don't have to worry about too much because she's so lazy that she won't go far. She just goes out far <laughs> enough to do what she needs to do, and then she comes back. But the she's other like, two, Ugh. Daisy and Dakota, they just kind of go off. They're gone. And Daisy does that thing where she acts like she doesn't hear me, even if I'm standing right next to her, and I'm like, Daisy, Daisy. does that drive you nuts? And she'll just kind of look away. Yeah. And smell the air. Like, oh, yeah. I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drives me crazy when Lily does that. Yeah. And Lily Swear likes to do it children. at opportune times. Like, I set a bowl of popcorn on the table and then got up to get my cell phone. <laughs> and I turn around and she's got her face sideways trying to get, like, uh, like, her tongue into the bowl. And I said, Lily, don't you do it. And she looked, legit looked, turned her eyes a different way so, she, so I couldn't see her. <laughs> or she couldn't see me. 
and then licked into the bowl of popcorn and then did that stupid face she does when she gets in trouble when she knows she's done something wrong she squinches her face she's like oh my god i'm so sorry she squinches her whole face you've seen those little video compilations of the guilty dogs they're so funny yes she makes the dumbest guilty face and then she she puts herself to bed. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go on timeout anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and put myself to bed. She'll steal food and put herself in her crate while she's eating <laughs> she's it. She's like, it was worth it. Worth it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, if, they're, if they're running around like crazy dogs outside, I can say a few choice words that will get them back in the house. Like, oh. eat or... T-R-E-A-T. have to say that word. Oh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go back in the house. And then I'm like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful spelling that, though. My mom used to do that with her dog, um, Nadia. She would spell things, and Nadia figured it out. Yeah. And Nadia gets excited over, like, if she hears her name spelled, she's like, what, 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 <laughs> me? Yeah, yeah, you want to talk? <laughs> me? Like, they're oh, so smart. God. They are. She's the only one that's figured it out, okay? Like, there are, there are three other dogs there that are just like, huh? What? what are those? I don't know what she's saying. I don't know. I mean, the littlest one thinks that burrito means go to bed, so. <laughs> Legit. My sister will go, do you want a burrito? And she'll run off and get in bed. <laughs> that's hilarious. No clue. No idea. Well. Well, friends. Is it that magic moment? Yeah, I was going to sing the song, but I couldn't remember the words. So. Just this, this magic, magic moment. moment. There you go. <laughs> I was like, that was surprisingly simple. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, indubitably. Let us begin. This, who goes this first time? this time? Do I, I go think, first? Yeah, you go first. <gasps> you told the tale of oven terror. <laughs> That's what it should have been called. The <laughs> tale of oven terror. It mm-hmm. should have been. I like to just pull things that we've said. I know. I <laughs> love I it. Title. I love the titles of our episodes. So last week was Don't Open the Oven. Yeah. We've My favorite from season one is about, what's her face? Oh, now I forgot it. Disco Debbie? No, no. No. It's no, about no. the that woman sure loves her bacon or whatever. Oh, she, she, she likes her butter or something. Her butter. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Paula Deen. Yeah, it was the Paula Deen episode. We did not talk about Paula Deen, but for just a couple of minutes, but it wasn't like a haunted Paula Deen story. It was that would be awesome. Paula Deen and then the butter started floating across the room. And it turned itself. Well, no, I guess it's already turned. And it, and it softened itself as it went. It did buttery things all it by itself. buttery things. Buttered the toast all alone. And it got really quiet. And then you heard the echoey voice. I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when Fabio comes out and just flicks his hair. He does. He flips his hair. That went way too far. Sorry, guys. Is Fabio, like, still a thing? I don't know. Do you children know of the tale of Fabio? (laughs) (laughs) The legend? The legend of the man called Fabio on all the romance novels in the grocery store checkout line? <laughs> Do you remember that as a kid? Yeah, oh yeah. Fabio was like a cowboy. Mom's like, like, don't look at those. <laughs> All right, mom. Uh, yeah. Oh, Though I Fabio. think I think when those were out, I was like, ew, grass. I still so think they're gross. Boobily. 
I don't I don't read those books. I don't like those books. They're so cheesy and dumb. They're so cheesy and dumb. But hey, if that's your thing, I mean, you do you. You do you. Go out and get your Harlequin romance novels. Mm -hmm. And FYI, kudos to Harlequin and their ads. They are amazing. Really? I don't know that I've ever seen one. So they (laughs) they're the best. They hire uh, actors, obviously, but they're like two people, and it's this average like middle-aged suburban mom okay like she's like just whatever like you'd expect to see her at your grocery store Mm -hmm. and then they have some ridiculously like over-the-top attractive male that is with her but he is like either a prince um, or he is a Scottish warrior, and mm-hmm. like they're dressed in that attire, and they go on a date, and he's acting like the way the dudes do in the Harlequin romance oh, novels, where he's like picking her up and spinning her in, and all these people, and they're like in very public places, they don't know what's going on, and they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> best ads I've ever seen in my whole life. That's if you hilarious. Seen, go look them up. They're super funny. It's scary how good they are, <laughs> just to keep things relevant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's we'll your get turn. spooky. Do we'll it. Get spooky now. So <clears throat> we're going to a little town about ninety miles outside of my hometown of Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> How comforting, isn't it? So nice. <laughs> I don't live in Savannah anymore. This is a good five hours from me now, so oh, we're okay, safe. Okay, okay, it's we're totally good. fine. We're good. So, in the late 1800s, there's a family by the name of Surrency. That was their last name. They settled on a a plot of land um, and started a farm, like I said, about 90 miles outside of Savannah in South Georgia. They were the first family to settle there, so the town is actually called Surrency, Georgia, after them. Mm. Um, It was Alan Surrency, who was a sawmill operator. He lived on the family farm with his wife and eight children. What? I mean, That's it was the 1800s. So That's all that women did back then was have babies. I mean, Ages 3 to 21. Good Lord. <laughs> That's enough. That's the end. That's terrifying. That's so frightening. <laughs> I'm just exhausted thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so they lived there, you know, for just a little, a short period of time. And then this wasn't one of those situations where... You know, they would hear knocks or things like that. It was like balls to the wall. Just all of a sudden, weirdness out of nowhere. So there's actually a quote from the Savannah Morning News. Alan Surrency told the newspaper that um, he came home one day after being gone for the day. And when he walked in, he witnessed something really terrifying and unexplainable. It looked as if his home were currently being ransacked. But there was nobody there doing it. Wait, so he walked in. His house is currently, like, it wasn't, like... Like, he's seeing it being ransacked. He's seeing clothes being thrown out of the dresser. He's seeing candles being thrown across the room. He's seeing furniture being toppled over. But there's nobody there. And he's witnessing it. And the quote from the Savannah Morning News says, A few minutes after my arrival, I saw the glass tumblers begin to slide off the slab and the crockery to fall upon the floor and break. The books began to tumble from their shelves to the floor, while brick bats, billets of wood, smoothing irons, biscuits, potatoes, tin pans, water buckets, pitchers, etc. began to fall in different parts of my house. What? (laughs) 
that's unfortunate. His initial thought was that there was an earthquake happening, but then he realized the house wasn't shaking. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, very similar to the one that you talked about where she was like, there's an earthquake, but wait, it's just in the kitchen. Um, so, you know, I feel like when that something like that happens, your mind tries to find the logical explanation for it. Right. And so he was, maybe this is what's happening, but no. Um, things started to happen more frequently and all members of the family experienced things. So... Here's a list of things that happened in the house. Um, <laughs> furniture and objects would move on their own or just slide across the floor. Uh, pictures would fall from the walls. Plates, cups, books, and bottles and assorted other household objects would leap from their resting places oh and launch themselves through the air with sometimes violent force. And sometimes it would even appear that they would dance as if animated by a mysterious life force of their own. So it's like oh somebody's like, dee, 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 walking it across the air. <laughs> it's just weird, right? That's so the weird. Clocks, the clocks in their house would go haywire. They'd spin rapidly in either direction. Uh, mirrors would crack or often explode into a rain of glass, as did other glass objects. They would just explode. Um, oh there were a lot of instances of anomalous noises, such as footsteps, banging, disembodied voices, laughter, and more chillingly, screaming when no Whoa. one was there or coming from empty rooms. Um, this one's kind of funny. Things were often jerked out of people's hands. <laughs> and at <laughs> least one occasion, the family said that their eating utensils began to twist and bend as they held them. What? They'd go to, like, stab something with their fork, and it would bend. <laughs> that is a nightmare. This is awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, the kitchen was indeed often the target of the ghostly tantrums. Pots would spill out. Things would be broken. Forks, knives, and spoons would be strewn all over, and they'd be bent into contorted plate shapes. It got to the point where the family didn't even like having plates in the house, because as soon as they'd buy new plates, they'd all get broken. Yeah. Um, things continued to get worse. Mrs. Serency was doing some stitching one day when the needles, thread, thimbles, and scissors all were jerked out of her hands and started spinning around the room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> On another occasion, a pair of boots walked across the room by themselves as if somebody were wearing them. Oh, no. There was also a time when a pan of freshly baked biscuits levitated out of the oven and flew right out of the back door. No. See, I that makes me mad. I know. I don't draw mess the with line my biscuits. At, we no. don't no, you don't touch a person's biscuits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Their daughter Clementine was walking up the front path one day when hot bricks manifested out of nowhere and started pelting themselves on the ground all around her. Fortunately, she was unscathed, but they just appeared. And they were hot. Hot bricks. Why were they hot? Well, I mean, I think bricks were made with heat back then, right? I don't know. I don't so know. it was like they were freshly making them in the abyss. Fresh and then baked. throwing they, them. Yes. They threw the biscuits out. And they, they brought in bricks. Bricks. Okay. Right. Got yep. it. There you go. Um, she was the target of a lot of attacks. She would have her bed covers yanked off. She would have her hair pulled. And on a few occasions, she was even lifted right out of her own bed. No. Their son was chased and struck 
by a floating andiron. Do you know what that is? No. I had to look it up. You know the metal like fireplace grate thing that sits in there and holds the fireplace oh, logs? Yeah. That's yeah. an andiron. Oh. So that oh. whole thing came out of the fireplace and chased him through the house. <laughs> and then it just returned back to its place in And the then fireplace. I was like, you know what? I'm tired now. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that. Yeah. Um, so obviously news started to spread about this. And one of the things that makes this such a really special haunting is that it's one of the most widely publicly witnessed yeah. paranormal events in all of Georgia. There were hundreds of people who witnessed things at this house. Um, people started coming to hopefully catch a glimpse of different experiences, and they were not disappointed. Um, <laughs> in fact, the more people who would come, it seemed to make the spirits bolder, as if they were showing off. This is my favorite story from the entire thing. My favorite. Are you ready? I'm ready. There was a news reporter interviewing the Surrency family, and while they were standing in the living room of the home, barnyard animals teleported and appeared <laughs> right in their living room. <laughs> Pigs and cows and chickens just showed up in their living no room right in front way. of the news reporter. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, but if a cow just manifested in my living room, I would be so freaking happy. I know. I want a cow so bad. And they just had them, like, teleport. They came from the yard into the house. Just. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's my favorite. I love it so much. Um, There was a minister, because they called in all kinds of people to try to help. And a minister came. And while he was standing there trying to pray, a log flew out of the fireplace and hurled itself across the room toward him. Um, like I said, hundreds of people witnessed all kinds of craziness. Nobody had any explanation for it. Um, the haunting went on, attracted a lot of media scrutiny, scientific scrutiny. Um, the family moved, but it didn't stop the haunting. It followed them. Uh, their new home was haunted just like their original farmhouse was. And when they realized that there was no escape from it, they moved back to Surrency and it continued to relentlessly haunt them until the death of Mr. Surrency in 1877, which all of a sudden everything stopped when he died. What? Yep. Weird. Uh, the house went quiet until it finally burned to the ground in 1925. Why did it burn to the ground? What I don't know. Happen? I don't know. So, so what was the um, dude up to that he was that all this was happening? I don't know. People have theorized that maybe he was involved in black magic or satanic rituals or that a member of the family had some kind of psychic power that they really weren't aware of and couldn't control. Others believed that a spirit was trying to communicate with them or that the house was built on an ancient burial ground. Um, there's Gosh. a man named Philip Dukes whose grandmother was Mrs. Serency's sister. So mm-hmm. she has firsthand accounts of all of this stuff, and she's related to her grandchildren. So Philip said that um, she would stay at the house often, and she told him that when she would spend the night, she would put her shoes under the bed, and the next morning they would have walked themselves out into the hallway. <laughs> Again, this ghost is really annoying. Yeah. He really is. He, and she, it, whatever. Yeah, it, very you know annoying. What it sounds like. Hmm. You ever seen Drop Dead Fred? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like that yeah 
It's just a, a, new, a nuisance. Like, yeah. Yeah, just kind of annoying. Um, but to this day, so the house was right next to a train track. A lot of people lived next to the train tracks back then, you know. Yeah. Um, the house was right next to a train track. And to this day, people will see floating green orbs of light dancing down the railroad tracks in front of where the home used to be. Oh. And that is the um, entertaining and highly publicized and witnessed story of the Surrency family haunting in Surrency, Georgia. I mean, it's that's cr- like it's crazy. crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, with like no apparent cause, right? Which I love. I love the barnyards. Yeah, and they didn't manifest from nowhere. They tra- teleported from the farmyard, from the like outside. So it was like okay. So they were. It was like their. their it was their animals, their animals that just they were in the fenced-in and area like, at Boop. one point, and then they showed up in the living room. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I don't know. I think my favorite part is the the utensils. Bending. <laughs> like you yeah. gotta take a bite and it just and bends. It's like, no. <laughs> You've had enough. You know what? It was just looking out for their best interest. It was trying yeah. to keep them on a diet, like don't eat biscuits. Like <laughs> knock the doing? biscuits out. You can't have carbs. <laughs> the training. <laughs> There's yeah, a 5K coming. That's right. The Cerency 5K. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. 1872. <laughs> That's what was happening. Yeah. That's it's crazy. So like the boots walking across the floor by themselves. I, this is a haunting I would want to witness too. Yeah, like nothing seems to really be violent. Like even when the hot bricks manifested and started throwing themselves, she was unscathed. They fell around her. Yeah. It's just... It's just weird stuff. It's just trying to be a nuisance. It's trying to be a butthead. Yeah. It's succeeding and, at buttheadery. Yeah. And it got worse when people came to visit. He was like, let me show you. Look what I can do. He was Stuart. Yes, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. Oh, by the way, I have to find this video and I'll post it in the, in the Facebook group because there is a video where these people, this couple dressed up as Stuart and his mom. Oh, yes. And it's hysterical. It's, it's so on point. It's so good. He's in it's like his little little underwears. And he's like, I don't yeah. want to do it. You can't make me. She's like, Stuart? I love it so much. It's so good. And she's got her little fanny pack. I love it. <laughs> That's so such good. a good costume. I know. Such like a good I costume. Can do. So that's what's haunting, or that's what was haunting it's the Stewart family. Stewart. It was just before his time. Before his time. Before he was understood and loved. The only thing really scary, scary, I mean, obviously I would be terrified if my stuff was just being, you know, ransacked yeah. all the time. But the only scary, scary thing to me is the screaming. Yeah, what's that about, I wonder? I don't know. Like, don't scream. It's just not nice. No, it's really not nice. It's so there you go. There it is. There it is. Well, that was awesome. It happened. That was awesome. And I'm so glad that it wasn't like, and then demons ripped them apart. There was blood everywhere. Yeah. I just wonder what Mr. Surrency was up to, because when he died, it stopped. That is very curious. And then the house burned down. And then the house burned down. So, yeah. Wait, what did he, do you know what he died from? No, I couldn't find it. I mean, this was in 1877, so there's no telling. Yeah. He could have had the hiccups too bad and just popped. That's right. That was a common death, you know, death by popping hiccups. 
<laughs> sounds like a Harry Potter illness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really good. Thank and you. So Thank much you. more fun than mine. <laughs> Need a breather? Maybe a little distraction? No shame. We're spooked too. Here's something you can do in the meantime. Take a minute to rate and review Girls and Ghouls in your favorite podcast app. Every rating and every review helps Girls and Ghouls continue to share haunting stories from around the world. All right, break time's over. It's time to get scary. It's so funny because I said I was going to go more lighthearted this week because my last stories have been, like, pretty heavy. And you lied. And I, no, it's still, it's still better than the 200 demon house okay so it's not demons it's not demons no but goodness knows there are plenty of those stories abound right now do you know how hard Mm -hmm. it was to get through stories and be like oh that's demon nope not doing it Mm -hmm. not bringing that juju into my house right now (laughs) you're still cleansing from still cleansing talk to me in november (laughs) like can't do this it's potential potential demon no this story is definitely more like season one of girls and ghouls but i had to do it because of the ending of the story okay we are going to los angeles that's right okay home of the movie stars home of all that is glittery and goldy um (laughs) But we are going to the Linda Vista Community Hospital in Boyle Heights, which at its time was a nice little friendly suburban area, like the kind of place that you'd like raise your family, okay? Mm-hmm. So the hospital opened 1904. Um, it was opened with really good intentions, like all hospitals, you know? Um, it was... A self-sustaining hospital. If you listen to season one, you know this means nothing good. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So the, the hospital had its own Jersey cows, its own chickens. It had a garden. So they were able to provide their patients with the freshest milk, butter, eggs, poultry, and vegetables. I'm not kidding. That was in the like paperwork mm-hmm. I found. Um, it was a more style building, and it was originally called Santa Fe Coast Lines Hospital because it was actually a hospital for uh, for railroad employees, which was apparently like that. The railroad just dominated that part of California at the time. Um, it was rebuilt in 1924. They, they, like, knocked down the original building, rebuilt it in 1924 to a, like, mission-style structure, and it just kept doing what it was doing, and in, the, in 1989, it was renamed Linda Vista. Um, now, during this time, while they're doing their thing, uh, something happened to healthcare. okay? So before, everything was, like, kind of uh, privately done, like, like, you know, the railroads were just like, go to this hospital. Like, they always sent people to the hospital. Um, But at some point in time, uh, railroad workers started using medical, like, conventional medical insurance policies. And they were going to different places. All right, so railroad workers are using their own conventional medical insurance policies, and they're going to different places. They're not using the Linda Vista very much anymore. 
and the area that the Linda Vista is in starts to uh, kind of decline. It becomes a less affluent area. Um, and unfortunately, because of all of this, the hospital funding was like severely impacted. They didn't get near the amount of money that they needed. Um, and eventually they sold the hospital to a managed healthcare company in like 1980. At this point in time, crime is at an all-time high in that area. And they are getting tons and tons and tons of patients in. These aren't people coming in with like, oh, my stomach hurts really bad. My appendix is going to explode. It's people coming in because they're getting stabbed in the face, like literally stabbed in the face um, from gangs. There are lots of gunshot wounds. And all of these people that are coming in are very low income. They are, you know, it's just a really stressed hospital, right? Um, unfortunately, because of this, a lot of people die in this hospital. Now, not due to any negligence per se of the staff. This is an important thing that I have found. There were a lot of rumors of the like usual thing like, uh, you know, patients getting abused and all of that. But most of these cases were just, you know, people got shot in like the lung and then they died. Um, there is another part or another story in this hospital where um, a young man is part of gang violence. He is shot. He's killed. The surgeon is unable to save him despite his best efforts. He goes outside to personally like tell the other people that were there. They were not happy, and they killed him. They killed the surgeon right out front. Um, children were brought into the hospital that were um, kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they died. Mothers died. Uh, lots and lots of people died. And the other part of this that is important to know is that a lot of people came in and died as John or Jane Doe's. Hmm. Now, this is where the hospital kind of screws up, right? So they don't have a like place to cremate bodies. E. Okay? Yeah. They send their bodies away. You know, once family claims that, and if you guys have gone through like any any funeral, like you know this whole process, you know, once someone passes, you take the body, the body is transported to the funeral home. They're getting a mass amount of unclaimed bodies, like John Doe's, Jane Doe's. They're piling up. So at some point, one of the people in charge says, okay, well, we don't have room anymore. Morgue's full. We're stacking bodies on top of each other in drawers. Put them in the incinerator, like in the boiler room, like where your trash goes. That sounds so bad. It sounds so bad. So they do. There are rules in place about how it's to be done. They're supposed to, every time, you know, put the ashes and the remains and stuff inside a box along with the, like, whatever clothing or personal items were found on the individual in case someone came. This goes on for a few years. And, um... Then the staff gets lazy, and they stop cleaning the ashes up, and then they just start burning everyone together. So they don't know whose remains are whose, 
and they're just leaving it. They're like, this is a good idea. Hmm. So. <clears throat> this is not sounding pleasant so far. This is not pleasant. <laughs> this is gross. Like, that part's gross. But they're just like, ah, incinerator, it is, throw it in, it's fine. You know, whatever. And then every so often it would get too full to put more bodies in. And they would clean it out and just throw everything either in the trash, which is so wrong, <laughs> or that it would just go into like a community box, right? Now, the other part of this is that they also had, conver- like, they, they've, they've converted part of this hospital into a psychiatric hospital. As they do. As they do. This is where a lot of the, like, negligence issues are kind of talked about. You know, patients just being left to their own devices. Um, lots of ridiculously, ridiculously insane people uh, ended up there, including someone that I talked about before, um, Richard Ramirez, apparently spent some time there. And Richard Ramirez was in my story about the uh, the one hotel, uh, very notorious murderer the one who would get naked mm-hmm. as he walked into his like hotel and yeah. nobody was like oh naked man covered in blood totally normal everybody was just like <laughs> fine with it they just let him do his thing he spent some time there in the psychiatric ward apparently um though i did have some trouble finding the records on that and this is another surprisingly funny thing when the hospital was closed they because of like the timing because in for, for you infant children hospital records used to be on paper and in folders. When the hospital closed, they left all those papers. Nice. So there's an entire room in this hospital that you can go in and you can just sit down and just go through people's medical records if you wanted to. So the hospital was eventually closed due to poor care, poor funding, the ridiculously high death rate. The death rate was insane. Um, But it took until 1991 to close the hospital. Since then, it has been one of the most highly investigated hospitals due to um, the kind of insane activity in some of the areas. It's also used as a filming location, which is pretty crazy. Um, I think that's pretty weird that they're using this hospital as a filming location. Um, Someone had bought it for a while and installed a jail cell in it to make it more like spooky. Um, but the hospital itself is spooky without all of that. So let's talk about the people that are still living there because there are people still living there, which I love, right? Like alive living there? No. Okay. They know, but they don't. They don't. That know. would be creepy. No, they well. don't. They don't think that. Okay. Which is funny. Okay. So let's, because I said that, let me just start right off, right off the bat. Um, the American Paranormal Research Association went into this building with the local paranormal research uh, group, an L.A. group. And they went in to do a lot of, like, EVPs and just, like, readings and stuff to see where the most activity was. And this is so, so common for this hospital. You get crystal clear EVPs in this hospital. Like, to the point that people have been questioning the validity of some of them because they think... Like, there's no way. Because EVPs generally, like, when you play them back, it's like, like, what what was that like? It's kind of crackly. This sounds like someone is holding a microphone. Like, they're, like, they're doing their own podcast and they're talking into their own microphone. That's how clear it is. Now, the reason that it can't really be disputed at this point is because amateurs are going in 
like YouTubers, you can go on YouTube and like just pick a video. Um, and the EVPs, even on poor quality equipment, are coming out like that. Beautiful, beautiful, crystal clear audio. Um, a lot of them say things like, you know, what are you doing? Or why are you here? Or they're asking for things. It's like patience and stuff. But my personal favorite, and this has happened quite a bit, is someone will say, um, someone will ask a question and they'll get a chanting response. And the one that I like the best is um, from the Paranormal Research, Research Association. The team member says, how are you associated with the hospital? And the EVP starts chanting, we're not dead. We're not dead. We're not dead. Which goes on and on and on until they eventually stop. Um, that is actually picked up quite a few times by people who have gone in to just, you know, like, why are you here? Why can't you leave? That's the response. And it's not one voice. It's a multitude of voices at the same time. Crazy. It's, really really spooky so um on a less terrifying note the most popular ghost in this hospital is one of a little girl and you always know when she's there because she's humming she's always humming a song and if you ask her to hum the song for you she will and it's like a short little like catchy tune she's often heard skipping around and she asks for her mother she's looking for her mother now they figured out that this girl um, was uh, she was a bystander in a shooting and she and her mother were both shot um, both of them died okay so she's looking for her mother. She will, you know, push things around. Um, one of the people that worked there closer to the end said that he quit because he was sitting in an office finishing paperwork and a child's hand grabbed his. And it scared him because he recognized it as a child's hand because he has daughters himself. And he, like, looked up because it's, you know, late, late, late at night. There's no one in this part of the hospital. It's like an admin area. Um, and... There's no one there, but he felt it like it was his, you know, child reaching out for him. Um, so they've talked to this little girl. She is looking for her mother. This is the part that is super, super sad. Her mother's there too, and her mother is looking for her. Aww. And they can't find each other. So the mother is often, um, she's people say that she's kind of a protective force. Um, she feels like like she's trying to find her daughter and keep her safe. And she's worried that these people that are in the hospital have done something with her daughter. And she'll ask questions like, where is she? Where is she? And she's often seen wandering through the halls in her hospital gown. She's wandering through the halls looking for her daughter. But they never cross paths. They've never, like, from my understanding of all of the encounters between the mother and the daughter, they don't ever meet they don't know where the other is and that's what they're constantly doing is looking for one another because they're alone um but it's not just those patients i mean there are a lot of patients that are wandering around the hospital and that's typically what you see is like just a you know like a, a, a cloudy like apparition not full body not quite clear but it's like that's not supposed to be there you know mm -hmm. people wandering around um they find people wandering around a lot in the morgue uh which i think is really weird 
Like, if you're dead, please don't hang out with your dead body room. That's weird. Um, move on, my friend. Move on. Uh, one research team went in, and they looked at the end of the hall because a set of arms came through the wall uh-uh. and started wiggling its fingers like it was playing a piano. No. <laughs> no. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's that awful. one. That one oh gets God. me. No. Every single. Oh my God. Fingers. That's like that story I told where they saw like the dark arm bone. Yes. Just kind of appear like oh. oh. Yes. It's just no. Uh, I don't like. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one either. At all. Um, people particularly do not like to go into. Uh, room 323. Now, uh, they call this the demon room. <laughs> it's not a, I don't think it's a demon in there. Um, room 323 was part of the mental ward, like the psychiatric ward. And this room is where they kept a particularly dangerous um, person. Uh, he was very violent, apparently, in his mental illness. And I've read, you know, contradictory things. One said that it was someone who was schizophrenic. Another one said it was just like a psychopath. Like, I don't know. Um, They don't actually know for sure who it is in this room. But the minute you go into the room, you get icy cold and Mm. angry. Oh. Which is kind of an unusual thing. Um, Investigators and explorers don't like going in there because as soon as you step in, it's immediate, an immediate physical response and the door will typically like kind of resist when you try to open it it's like no 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 no, you're not coming in there's no reason for it to do that um it is an older door but it's not like it's not like a steel door it's not locked or anything like that you should be able to just turn the knob and open the door but instead they get resistance if you go in you will um be kind of warned by whatever is in there uh, it will growl at you uh, right next to your ear uh, where you'll feel it no. breathing on you. It just kept getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. If you fail to take that hint, they say, if you don't leave, which, by the way, if something's growling in my ear, I'm out. Peace. I'm out. You keep your, you keep your room. I get it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, If you don't, you will be physically assaulted in this room. Um, People have reported being physically turned around. Like, you know when you're you're a kid and your mom's like, Yeah, and your mom just turns you by the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. And then you're shoved out of the room. (laughs) And people have said that they've heard someone saying, Get out or don't come back after this. Um, One girl went into the room and... She was just, she wasn't actually doing anything. She was there as part of a research team. And she felt her, like, she felt like somebody was, like, like just kind of nudging her. Like, yeah. like the egging on, fighting kind of pushing. Mm-hmm. And then she felt this burning on her skin. And she started having scratches all over her. Now, some people were like, that, you know, she's lying you know, she doesn't have any, like, photographic evidence of this or anything like that. She just said it happened. And her the people that were there with her were like, oh, yeah, it did happen. We have notes on it. Um, but another man that was there um, 
did it was and they they didn't name the man and i'm guessing it was probably idiot zach um apparently he went in and was like you want me to leave i'm not leaving (laughs) ha 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 and uh, he left because he ended up with deep scratches down his Whoa. back. Like bad ones, bleeding through his shirt and everything. Wow. Um, the problem is, is that uh, it while at one point in time it was just room 323, the hospital has recently been renovated. And now they're hearing that growling in other rooms, so... It might not be contained anymore. Um, the boiler room where people were burned um, is a, a weird place to go. So there is a lot of energy readings in there, like electrical readings in there. When you go in and you take like the little meters and stuff, they go wild in this room. But there's not a lot of like talking or anything what happens is when you get into this room you end up so physically drained that people have to like hold themselves up on the wall because they feel like they can't walk anymore they're like so tired they get bad headaches they feel sick in the room but as soon as they step out of the room they will be completely fine completely fine it also gets very cold in that room and also gets very hot in that room (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it also has a smell that some people say you know, they smell. Other than the smell, it sounds like a menopausal woman. <laughs> it does. It's like I'm so hot. I'm now so I'm hot. Cold. No, I'm cold. I'm cold now. I need I need to turn the heat up. Give me a sweater. You make me angry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Temperamental menopausal woman. That's, right. That's all it is. Yes. Um, there's a girl in the surgical suite. And uh, she she's not bad. Um, she just isn't good either. Like she doesn't bring like some goes, she's not bad per se per se. She's not touching anyone, but she definitely leaves people feeling like oh, like mm. that's not cool. Not like some ghosts where you're just like hello and now you're gone. Um, so, um, the story behind her is apparently there was a young woman who died during surgery. Um, it was kind of an abrupt death. They weren't expecting it. It was a routine surgery of sorts. Like, she didn't get shot in the face or anything. Um, when you walk into the surgical suite, you immediately get cold. Which kind of makes sense. It's a surgical suite. (laughs) But it's really cold. Um, people notice, though, that they see movement, like, out of the corner of their eye quite a bit. And then she will manifest in front of you. And she will just uh, stand there and stare at you with this, what they say is like a, a begging, hopeless expression. She wants out. She wants to leave, but she can't leave. She can't leave the, the room for some reason. Um, there aren't a lot of people who see her very clearly, but there have been some people who have seen her so clearly that they're able to determine that she's wearing clothes from the 1950s and that she uh, she holds eye contact. Like, she's not looking through you. She's mm. looking at you, and she's making eye contact. And they've, you know, described her as having, like, blue eyes, and, you know, they see her very, very clearly. Um, typically, she is 
very in, very out. Like, she's there and gone. Sometimes she'll last for a few minutes, though, just looking unmoving, which I think is really creepy. I think that's pretty creepy, just standing there. But we've talked about that before. Um, aside from that, there are doctors that wander through. Occasionally, there have been a leftover, like, like the hospital beds will move on their own. Doors will close on their own. Hot spots, cold spots. Um, a faucet that would turn on and off by itself for uh, hours. <laughs> they couldn't figure out why. This is before the hospital closed. One of the um, orderlies or the nurses or whatever said that... Uh, he sat there and he would like turn it off and it would turn back on and then he'd leave it alone and it would turn off on its own. Um, lights will turn on with no light bulbs. Explain that one because I don't get that one. I don't either. Um, things ended up missing a lot. Just the random things happening in a spooky hospital, right? So the hospital has been closed since, you know, 90, 91, I think is what I said. Um, but it was recently, like two years ago, remodeled. It was purchased and remodeled. They decided they did not need to use it as a film place anymore, so the guy who had it sold it. And it's now a senior citizen retirement home. Oh my god, are you serious? I am 100% serious. It is now a retirement home. Um, they do not talk to people. About whether or not it's still haunted, because obviously that would be a very unpleasant thing to be like, hello, mom, um, I'm taking you to this uh, nursing home that might be haunted. But don't worry, when you die, I can still come visit you. I will still visit you. <laughs> Make sure that you're wearing something nice, because that's what you're going to wear forever. That's right. So, yeah. Um, so the Linda Vista Hospital is no longer a hospital. It is a uh, retirement home. That is why the growling is in other rooms now. Because of that, that was reported by um, someone who was doing the renovations. And they said, what have we let out of this room? <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Oh, good. Mm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you let it out. It's probably like... It's probably like the prankster of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's Batman. Get out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christian Bale. It's Christian Bale. What are you doing, Christian Bale? Stop it. He Stop just being lurks. A jerk. He um, just lurks there and does yeah. his stupid Batman voice. Yeah, he lurks there. He does his Batman voice. But um, yeah, so that's that is the mildly scary story. Um, um it's pretty terrifying. I don't know I, that I'd call that one mild. The arms coming out of the wall. That part gets me. And then think, the growling in the ear. Yeah. I think no. the thing that gets me the most about this story is, um, and I didn't really talk about this very much, was the stuff that um, Richard Ramirez, there's like um, stuff spray painted on the wall by him. Mm. Um, and they left it there for a really long time. And I'm like, don't be jerks. Like, get rid of that. He was yeah. a psychopath, serial killer. Like, screw him and his art. And it was all, like, very satanic stuff. And and they used that. They used that room, by the way, on, like, in so many movies. Like, there's a whole list of movies that that room was, like, filmed in. Or, like, uh, To Live and Die in L.A., In the Line of Fire, Suicide Kings, Conspiracy Suicide Theory. Suicide Kings, really? Yeah. The Cell, which doesn't shock me. But right. I hate that movie. Pearl Harbor, The Longest Yard. Really? Zombie That's Strippers. 
Oh, I've actually seen that. Is it funny? It's awesome. <laughs> and Jenna Jameson is one of the stars. Yes. It's really funny. Mark and I have watched it quite a few times because it's nice. so terribly awkward. Nice. And oh, wow. horrible. There are a Don't lot of me. things filmed here. TV shows, Buffy. Really? Dexter, True Blood. True Blood? Mm-hmm. Wow. And lots that of music videos. Fall Out Boy did a song there. and mm. The used in a, this like high school right now. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fall Out Boy and the used. Yeah. Fall Out Boy and the used. Avenge Sevenfold. Oh. Rise well, Against Foo Fighters. Does it say what's, what video it is? Yeah. What Which did one? Avenge Sevenfold do? I love them. Um, Nightmare. Oh. Uh, I'm going to have to go back hospital. and watch that again. Duran Duran was also in there too for a for a video. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize. And OTAP, so many. So well, that's many pretty cool. High school songs right there. Yeah. There we go. Feeling nostalgic. You're welcome for the trip down memory lane, guys. Yeah. Totally calming bedtime story. All right, you psychopath is <laughs> listening at night. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand you people. I don't get it. We love y'all you. Are, y'all are crazy. We do love weird. you. We're very happy that you're a part of the Girls and Ghouls family, but you're weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I watched one video before I went to bed. And <laughs> it was not a pleasant night. I was like, oh, my God. Oh my Every God. little sound. What was that? It was the, the devil? <laughs> it wasn't. Unless the devil has four paws. But. You never know. They never. are shapeshifters. No. Those demons. Shapeshifters. It was the hound. The hound. The hound. Goodness. That was absolutely terrifying and awful it in the best way. Fine. It was the arms coming out of the wall, man. That's that the. Mm -mm. That's as bad as. What was the story that I did about. Um, I don't even remember, but the person who reaches out of the mirror in the hotel. Oh, yeah. No. And then he falls. Like, where did he Wasn't fall? that at, was that at Myrtle? The Myrtle Plantation? Or it Myrtle's might have Plantation? been. I don't remember. They all blend together And there's together the mirror now. that they cover up or something? That's the, no, that's the woman who wants out of the mirror. Yeah, isn't that what you're no, talking no, no, about? No. no, this one, this is someone who was on a, who was building. He was like a construction worker or something. Oh, yeah. And then okay. he reaches out of the mirror to try to grab onto something. And it's typically the person standing there. Yeah. It's, Either no. way. Forget that. People mirrors. in mirrors who are not supposed to be there, arms sticking out of walls that aren't supposed to be there, growls in the ear. It's all bad, Juju. It's all guys. bad. It's None all, of it's good. Beware of all of it. Beware. <laughs> Of all of it. Yes. So there you go. So that's Another it. Another one in the books. Happy pre-Halloween. You're welcome. That's right. <laughs> I'm loving this season. I know. It's been good. If I do say so, so myself. Good. We've been so fancy. We've been so fancy. So professional. So professional. Yeah. Good stories, though. Good really good stories. stories. Yeah. So, if you loved this episode of girls and ghouls do us a favor rate review subscribe share with your friends do all those things that you know join you the want facebook to do. group yeah join the facebook group and chat with us 
And um, screenshot your listening device. Tag us on Instagram at Girls and Ghouls so that we can see that you are listening and having fun and being scared mm-hmm. with us. And we'll give you yeah. a shout out. Yeah. That's what we do. That's right. We love it. Amen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, stay spooky. And um, remember to tune in on Halloween. That's right. Because we'll have an extra special episode on extra Wednesday. special episode. And we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Girls and Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe to Girls and Ghouls on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review or tell us how scared you were on social media. You can tag us with hashtag Girls and Ghouls or tag us at Girls and Ghouls. Until next time, stay scared, friends.